But Lamar could be the worst quarterback in his division. No wonder he doesn't throw you the damn ball. You catch every one for three. It's not a batting average, bro. I think the MLB should seriously consider going the bodybuilding route. Take whatever the f*** you want, as much as you want, and let's see what the human body is capable of doing. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! How about them cowboys? Come on, bro. Is that how we're opening this first off? <laughs> That's Dak how we're going to open that. Instantly. It was well, a better game than what y'all thought it was going to be, though. Hell no. No, it was not. No, it was not. Score-wise. <laughs> score-wise. Which one of y'all picked the Cowboys? Score-wise. I thought it was going to be higher scoring than that. It was me. I picked the Cowboys. Come on, bro. They only what? lost by seven. I mean, they only lost by seven, but that was probably the worst performance in a playoff game this year so far. Very fair. We're going to throw the Giants out there real quick. What happened? Golly, <laughs> that was rough. Danny Dimes looking more like Danny Pennies. Damn, come on. Bro. That was brutal. I picked the Giants last week. I said 24 to 21. I don't think I could have been more wrong. Am I <laughs> Somehow, Thacker came out of the weekend with the most points so far in the pick He's got four while the rest of us are tied for three. I'm him. I don't even know how that happened. Man picks Damn. Julio Jones as his top five <laughs> all-time. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, you know, God. Beginner's luck. Hey. No, whoa, whoa, whoa. Beginner's whoa. luck. Come it's on. a long season. It's a sprint. It's not a marathon. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> it's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Thank you, thank you. There we go. All right, we're going to start. We're going to recap the NFL games real quick this weekend, briefly. First off, we already talked about the Eagles and Giants. That was all you needed to hear about that game. There's, yeah, not, much, there's not much to cover. <laughs> it was really not, that was horrible. Oh, man. I really rode with you, Giants, too. I went with you guys. I was like, you know what? This is the resurgence of the Giants since Eli Manning. And then you guys completely sold me. So, you suck. It's going to take some time. yourself by picking the Giants, bro. I'm just saying. I mean, I think we might be discounting the Eagles' defense and offense, for yeah. that matter. But They definitely showed up in full. A hundred percent. Any question about Jalen Hurts not being a hundred percent healthy? He even said yeah, himself he's not a hundred percent before the game. So I'm excited to see what he does this weekend. Yeah, if he is, sure. he just gets that extra week to heal and get back comfortable. Yeah. See what he does there, because you could see in the first quarter, in the first half, when he started running the ball, he would slide, get out of bounds quick, avoid contact, do what he had to do. But they destroyed them on the ground once he started getting more comfortable and everything else. He started running the football, handing it off. They were able to do the things they needed to do. Put up 268 rushing yards. It was insane. Oh, I didn't know that as a team. As, as a, a team. team. Yeah, well, that's pretty good. Yeah, they went they nuts. They threw for like 120 in the first half. I was filming during the game, so I didn't get to watch uh, it. I got you, I got you. Um, Speaking of that 100%, we'll uh, talk about the Chiefs-Bengals game. Oh, we'll Lord. get there. But let's go Chiefs-Jacksonville first. That game was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. Jacksonville had an opportunity to win. They didn't they really capitalize did. on Patty Mahomes being knocked out of the game. Especially for those few drives that Chad Henney was in. I was like, that was the perfect time Correct for a I'm turnover. Wrong. He still came up with a touchdown, didn't he? He, Nine, did. he drove him 98 <laughs> yards yeah, down that's the field. What I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Jacksonville's defense sold him that game. I mean, well, the offense played pretty well, but no turnovers. That's pretty that's that's tough. That's tough. There was just the there was the key fumble. Agnew fumbled at like the four yard line. Yeah, but no, no turnovers for the Chiefs. Yeah, which is that's tough, especially when Patty goes down for a few drives. Can't ask for more. What than is that. A, what is the injury report on that? High ankle sprain. Is he out this weekend, or is he gonna be there? Um, nah, he, he's, gonna he's, play. he's playing. He's gonna <laughs> play. It's just a matter. He's. I don't think he's gonna be a hundred percent. Yeah, I, he won't be as mobile, but I think he'll still play. He's still playing. Fifth straight a- AFC Championship yeah, game. Right. The man's playing. Especially against Joe Shiesty. Against I Joe Shiesty. Coming to that game, Bengals-Bills. Um, I think, the, <laughs> I the, think the Chiefs were praying that Josh Allen and the Bills got that done because I did not think they wanted to see, even at home, I don't think they wanted to see Joe Burrow and the Bengals again. Because no. that's like their Goliath, it seems like. Yeah, definitely not the matchup that the Bills were looking for. Or, definitely not. I'm sorry, that the Chiefs were looking for. But that was very disappointing. As a Josh Allen fan, as a – Bill's Mafia fan, I wanted to see some tables broken, and that was a poor performance by Josh Allen. He never really at he, home in the snow too, and you let Joe Shiesty come out and do what he did. He never really got comfortable. Never settled game. in. He looked mm-hmm. scared the entire game. I mean, they opened the game with a was it two straight three and outs or one? Because I know the first drive was a three I think and it out. Was two. I think it was yeah. two. 
Yeah, it was not a good offensive performance, defensive performance all around. They just didn't look there. No, they looked they looked out of it, confused. With the Bengals having, I think, three offensive linemen banged up, right? It was uh, at least two because I know Lyle Collins is out. Um, Alex Kappa's still out. Um, I can't remember if there's one more, but at least two starting linemen that aren't healthy. And they still dominated. I think they ran. On the ground. They still yeah. ran. Dominated on the ground. I think it was like 170 yards. Um, yeah. Mixon ran for about 120, I think. Not the game I was looking for. And then last matchup of the weekend, what game am I forgetting? The Cowboys, Cowboys and the Niners. Cowboys and Niners. Niners. Niners <laughs> bang, baby. bang, Niner gang, uh, baby. What did I say? That defense. That defense. It also, Dak just looked horrible. That, that was awful. I think it's full. I think it's what we expect from Dak, though. Definitely, most definitely. At this at this point, he's maybe a top fifteen quarterback in the NFL. Maybe, and he's sliding in there, in at fifteen. Yeah, especially with the all the stats and everything else that he put up this past weekend with two interceptions. <laughs> that was the performance I expected from Dak, but I th- still think it was a little disappointing. Most definitely. Two Mr. interceptions? Mr. Interception with two more. He almost threw a third one. And then that last play to end the game, I don't know what they were trying yeah, to do was, there. That was just horrible. That was pathetic. Did that you was see the worst play in NFL history. Zeke yeah, getting bull rushed. absolutely got destroyed. <laughs> oh, I, I have a question. You think Ezekiel Elliott is, like, completely washed out? Oh, yes. Washed up now? I think, he's, I think he's the Falcons version of Todd Gurley when we had him. Okay, yeah, I could see that. He had 10 carries, 26 yards. Yeah, I think he's done. I think it's time for Dallas to move on from him. What about Mike McCarthy, though? Are we putting any of that loss on him? I wouldn't I wouldn't give him all the blame. I mean, the last play call, yeah. But that was, that, that was, wasn't that. Yeah, that was pathetic. You're, you're only, I don't really know what we can try to even say there because I don't know what they were trying to do. I don't know what their game It looked was. like they had, they had the offensive line on one side. I think they had yeah. T.Y., Behind the offensive line. So I don't know if they were going to try to throw like a, a screen. screen to T.Y., but they didn't do that. So they threw an eight-yard <laughs> yeah. pass. Just went, like, it looked like Kirk up. Cousins' check down yeah, on that fourth exactly. down. It was like that was the worst possible outcome to throw the ball to. Best threw pass to completion it. for Dak all, all night, day. Though. Money all day. ball <laughs> placement. <laughs> right we did, to the see, we did see Brock Purdy struggle it for was, the first time. I'd say definitely. it was probably the first weekend we've seen him look human. Mm-hmm. But he still managed no turnovers and a win. So that's, I think I he mean, did exactly what we said he needed to do, though. A game manager. Game manager. I said just that. Throw the game ball, manager. Put the ball where you need to put it. Let the boys run the ball. Just do not turn the Don't ball. Don't turn the ball over. And he did. And he did. That was a beautiful performance. He did exactly what he needed to do to get that game won. We did see flashes of him as a rookie right before the half. Most definitely. Yeah. Um, almost held on to that ball too, too long. long. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Saw the pressure. Some of the throws were just a little errant, but again, no turnovers, and he got the win. That defense is going to keep them in. It's going to make it the closer game. I think we got it. We do got have to give credit to the Cowboys defense, though, holding them to nineteen points. Yeah. Nineteen points. They the Cowboys defense played really well. I mean, that's Christian McCaffrey to thirty-five yards on the ground. Debo didn't have. Huge game. A huge yeah, game. I was say 45 yards. Is that what you were saying? Yeah. Kittle's Kittle's been the star of the show ever since Purdy showed up. Most definitely. Like he's, short he's throws. Open. He's had he scored seven touchdowns since week. A little circus 15, catch too. I think. Yeah. Yeah. That catch was insane. Yeah, that catch was crazy. Moving on from that, we're gonna go into this week's picks. We've got two great championship games, and we'll start with the 49ers and the Eagles. Lance, you'll go first. All right, I'll start, and I will continue my Niners hate. I think <laughs> the Eagles' defense is that much better than the Cowboys, and if the Cowboys could hold them to 19, all the Eagles got to do is play somewhat efficient offense, and they get the job done. So I'm taking the Eagles this weekend. Yeah, I think I'm going to follow Lance with that one with another Eagles pick. I feel like they're pretty evenly matched as it goes offense-defense. But you got Brock Purdy versus Jalen Hurts. While Jalen Hurts isn't the most experienced quarterback in the playoffs, he's still more experienced than Purdy. He's got at least one. He lost one playoff game, and he won, he's one and one in the playoffs. So I'm going to continue with Bang Bang Niner Gang. I'm going to say that Jalen Hurts has one of his worst games of the season against probably the best defense left in the playoffs, in my opinion. I'll agree with you there. And the best defense in the NFL. 
49ers, that defense, Fred Warner, um, we saw him play really well against the Cowboys this weekend. I think Jalen Hurts struggles. I think the Cowboys, I think that 49ers can keep Jalen Hurts contained, keep him inside the pocket. If they can keep him from being mobile and getting outside the pocket and being able to create some things with his legs, I think they have a really solid chance here. And I think, again, Brock Purdy just works as a game manager Maybe we get Debo a few more touches. Christian McCaffrey gets the ball working on the ground a little bit more. I think the Eagles' defense is not on par with the Cowboys' defense, at least as far as stars go and big playmakers. I mean, you got Martha Parsons, Trayvon Diggs, Lander, Leighton Van Der Esch, all in that secondary for the Cowboys. I don't think the Eagles match up as well. I think we're going to roll with the Niners this week. I think it's going to be a really good game. Um, the Niners' defense, they hold it together. Uh, they're going to have a hard time with Jalen Hurts, but I think him giving another week to get that 100% back and the wide receiver core he has also being able to hand the ball off and run the ball as well, I don't think they're going to be able to do as well as they have been all year. So in that case, Brock Purdy against Jalen Hurts as well, I'm going Eagles all the way. I think it's going to come down to the trenches. Like It's going to be a close game. I the believe. Eagles might not have as many superstars with that D-line, with Fletcher Cox, with Jordan Davis. It is stout. Javon Hargraves. Mm-hmm. If the 49ers don't run the ball, or if they can't run the ball efficiently, I think they're going to... They're going to need Debo, and they're going to need C-Mac to show up. They're gonna, they're, it's going to be too much to put on Brock Purdy's shoulders, and the lights are just going to get a little too bright. We'll see. Next game, we got Chiefs and Bengals. Probably the best game of the season up to this point, just with both with how both teams are playing. I am going to roll with the Joe Show. And by the way, I hope everybody gets their refunds back. <laughs> that's a shame. But I think they've won 10 straight now, and I think they're just on a different level than everyone else in the NFL. Um, Mahomes not 100%. The defense is a little lackluster. I'm going to take the Bengals. Yeah, so you got a – this matchup has a hobbled – Mahomes, we're not exactly sure how hobbled he is, high ankle sprain, against Joe Burrow, who's proven to be one of one of the most clutch quarterbacks in the league. Joe Mixon's been balling out this season. Obviously, Jamar Chase. While I like the Chiefs' offense, they got Travis Kelsey. I'm not a huge Juju Smith-Schuster fan Mm-mm. for a lot of reasons, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't think I think if they too. can control Travis Kelsey, they can control the Chiefs' offense pretty much. Because I don't think Juju can do damage, but he's not going to kill you like Travis Kelsey will. So I'm going to take the Bengals in this one. I got to roll with Joe Shicey this week. I tried to roll with Josh Allen and Bills Mafia last week, and the defense just got picked apart. That Bengals offense right now is clicking on another level. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, even Hayden Hurst got in the action this weekend. I think Joe Burrow is one of the most poised quarterbacks in the league. The lights never seem to get too bright for him. He's now 5-1 and one in the playoffs. He's 3-0 and oh against the Chiefs, and now you've got to hurt Patrick Mahomes. And we again, like Joe said, you don't know how hurt he's going to come out this weekend, but you know his mobility is going to be limited regardless. So he steps out there, not able to move out of the pocket and create things with his legs, some of those crazy magical throws like we've seen before. I think being able to maintain him and keep him inside the pocket and his only weapon really is going to be Travis Kelsey. I think that's an easy win. For the Bengals. I think it's going to be a good game, but I don't think it's going to be as close as people might like it to be. I don't think there's much else more to say. I think y'all touched on the three points, and then uh, I'm going to go Bengals all the way. Joe Burrow. Riding with Joe Burr. I love what I'm hearing right now. <laughs> it's about time. <laughs> all right, nice game. We're going to go with the Bucks and the Pacers. Switch it up to some NBA this week. I was the only one, by the way, who got the NBA pick last week. Y'all yeah, all yeah, hated on my it, hogs. Whatever. <laughs> Big guy. <laughs> well, I don't think this one's too much of a pick for me. Halliburton's out. Pacers leading scorer. Um, Pacers have lost seven straight. And then the Bucks just have Giannis. So I'm going to take the Bucks. Greek freak. Yeah, I'm a big Giannis fan. Big Giannis guy. Yeah, I'm rolling with the Bucks too. I'm going to go with the Bucks as well. Giannis and Middleton now both back on the floor. Just had a big game. And Indiana's won. Indiana's lost seven straight. Seven straight losses, and you're going up against the Bucks with Giannis right now, who's on a tear. I just don't think the Pacers have anything to give the Bucks. They're definitely in a little bit of a rough spot for sure. There's you gonna really switch things up? You gonna switch things up? God, no, he's no. not. Come on, no, he's not. <laughs> Greek freak all the way. Bucks on top. Bucks by twenty. 
this didn't really work out for me last week. Bucks by 20. I might have to pick the Pacers now that he just said that. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go with another NBA game, Nuggets and Sixers. And this is a much more intriguing matchup here. I don't think we see these two teams play very often. Um, Nuggets are leading the West. Sixers are second in the East, I think. Yeah. Embiid's averaging 33.5 points a game. The process. Um, and it's a home game. With the Nuggets, as good as they are, they're 11-10 and 10 on the road. So with that, um, I'm going to take the Sixers. I don't think it'll be a blowout, probably. A, I'll take the Sixers by five. I'm not a very big 76ers <laughs> fan. I think Jokic is going to come in, put the team on his back, and carry him to it. I'm going to say a, a three-point win Three point on win. the road. I think at home, Embiid having another top three MVP finish this year, just year after year, he get, seems to get better and better. Second place in the East right now. They're on a roll at home. I don't think Nikola Jokic is going to be able to put the team on his back and carry this one against Embiid and the Sixers all the way, and I'm going to have to rock with the Sixers. I'm going to completely agree. Last game on the slate this week, we're going Tennessee and Texas in men's college hoops. And this is a matchup to see this week. Um, Well, I don't know much about Texas, but I do know a little bit about Tennessee. I just saw them whoop up on my Tigers, so I got a little bit of of game to watch this past weekend. But um, Tennessee's hot. They took a loss to – they took a loss to Kentucky, um, but I think I'm going to roll with uh, the Volunteers. I think they're going to take this one. Yeah, I'm going Tennessee, too. He, I feel like you got to go with the SEC school, right? Always got to go with the <laughs> SEC school. It just means more. I'm also going to take Tennessee. Um, Texas coming off two big wins on the road against Iowa State and Oklahoma State. I think they're coming into Tennessee hot, but Tennessee is on a roll right now. They're shaping up for a – Big SEC championship matchup against the Tide, who, by the way, are the number two team right now. So you got number two and four coming out of the SEC at the moment. I'm excited for that game. I'm going to have to roll with the Volunteers. <sighs> I hate all of y'all. I'm going to go on the little island this game. Horns up. Going Longhorns all the way. Horns down. No, no. Baby. Horns up. <laughs> horns horns down. up. All right. So that concludes Pick'em for this week. Y'all let us know in the comments who you think is going to win the most this week. Come on with it. Right now. Reigning champ. Right two now. Two weeks in a row. If the season ended today, Thacker would get to pick all of our punishments. So let's hope that his beginner's luck kind of runs out here soon. I'm still going to be him next week. It's okay. We're going to talk about a little bit over to the MLB and some of the new rule changes that just got put into place. And as a baseball player and as a baseball fan – Oh, do they hurt? I'm gonna look at this more as a baseball player itself instead of a fan. And I get they got to do their time limits and keep everything on pace and everything like that. But you're kind of changing the game in a way that's allowing. It's not really allowing anything. It's kind of taking away from stuff that players can do. I mean, you're not allowing them outside of the infield. You're not allowing shifts. And the new pitch clock rule is that correct? Yeah, that's re- like you're not you're not giving players time to do what they need to do. You're making a pitcher go up there, rush his tempo, do what he's got to do. But at the same time, allow the game to be played the way it's been played. You're putting all these new things like the automated umpires and things like that as well. You're changing the game too much. Yeah, what were we – starting 9U, anybody who's played baseball, you'll know this. Starting 9U when you go into kid pitch, what is the first thing you're told as a pitcher, especially if you're struggling in the game, that the game revolves around you? you can, the time you and the pace tone. of the game is – set by you, and now you're going to grow up seeing that, right? And then you're going to look at the MLB and be like, wait, but they only they have 15 seconds with nobody on? 20 seconds with runners on? So they, they're completely changing the game from a standpoint that I think is unprecedented, as well as the shift. We've seen the shift in baseball since, as long as I can remember, it's been there forever, right? Why are we going to take away the defense's ability to beat the batter because the batter can't push a ball the opposite way. Exactly. You're taking away a strategic point of the game. But my question is, if they're taking it out of the MLB, what is the NCAA going to do? What are these colleges going to do? Is this going to get banned in college as well? Because if it's not getting banned in colleges, they're going to have to prepare for this rule. And you see most of these guys that are going to the draft, they're able to do these things now. But when they get to the MLB in the minor leagues, they can't set themselves up. Like, you're taking the time out of the game where he has to 
sit down, do his studies, do his research. Is this guy a pull guy? Is this guy a push guy? What is he going to do? And when you're taking that part out of the game, it's not as strategic. You can't really do much with it. These players aren't going to get the same. Yeah, especially when you know aspect. a guy pulls the ball consistently and you can't do nothing about it. I think now that they're doing this, we're going to see a lot more outfield shifts in a way. Because instead of having that shortstop out in right field or the third you got the right, right fielder, fielder you're going to have the right fielder on the line, the center fielder, right center, right field. Kind of hedging. And then that left fielder is going to be playing left center or center field. It's going to be interesting to see. I think the shifts one bothers me, but the pitch clock bothers me a lot more. It, it's Especially when it comes to playoff games, high-pressure situations. You're telling me you catch the ball and now you've got to run back to the mound to go ahead and get it set up for your pitch. That's kind of the fun of the game as a fan, in my opinion, not even just as a player, but as a fan. Sitting there in the suspense, guy just got the ball back, right? It's bases loaded. There's two outs, bottom of the ninth. Hitting team is down by two, right? And you see the – you got the pitcher. He catches it back. He walks back all calm, collected, takes a second, steps up to the mound. You're like, what is he going to do? What's going to happen? What are we waiting on? What's coming? Right now we're taking all that suspense out of the game because the pitcher's got to catch the ball, run back, hop on the mound, get his sign, and start his pitch instead of getting a ball called against him for being a little too slow. You're going to be changing a lot of pitchers' routines as well. And I think, honestly, this might be a little – I think you're going to see a little more injuries as well with pitchers. Them having to rush these pitches, you're also going to see control losing because they can't focus on what they need to do. They're just going to walk up there and know they have to throw the ball in this set time frame. I think you're going to see a lot more wear and tear on arms, and I think it's going to cause a lot more balls, and then we're going to see a lot more walks this season. And then It's I, definitely hitter-focused. It's like hitter-friendly. Exactly. It is. It's um, making the offense a lot easier. I don't love there. the pitch clock rule, but with these guys, these are the pros. Like These are the best guys in the world. They're going to work on it in spring training. They're going to work on it in the in the um, little bullpens that they have on the side. You're paying these guys millions of dollars for a reason. It'll be a little bit of an adjustment at first, but I think they'll be able to work a new routine around the time frame. Um, it won't be as fun like in playoff games, as you said, but I think that they'll be able to make adjustments fairly well. I just think it's setting an unprecedented look for the MLB as far as people have been complaining about the length of baseball games since baseball was around. But guess what? Those same people don't watch baseball for many other reasons, not just the time length. You could make baseball games an hour, and some people still have no interest in baseball. So you're catering to fans that have no interest in watching your sport. All you're doing is taking away from the integrity of the game for your diehard fans that love that about your game. They go to the games, they buy the season tickets, they do the exactly. things, they buy the playoff tickets. They, they buy put the their kids in baseball to play baseball because they grew up watching this dude that they love play the game a certain way, and you're slowly starting to chip away at that. And I think pandering to people because people have complaints about it is just beyond me as far as a professional sports organization goes. I think as far as hitters goes, it's going to benefit hitters which I think is something that did need to be looked at a little bit. These pitchers are getting so good, and as hitters, it's becoming hard to catch up. So I think it's a benefit to hitters. I think we're going to see some higher averages this year than we've seen in a little while. I think more home runs. We're going to see some more RBIs, more base runners. I think from a fan standpoint, if I wasn't a diehard fan, I would be like, oh, these are great changes to the game. But as a true fan of the game and a player of the game they're just I don't know they're a little out there for me I'm a little worried to see what they're going to do in the college standpoint of it as well still that's my big thing they'll probably they'll probably follow suit just because they're gonna they have, have to it always starts at the top and trickles to, down yeah. I don't mind the shifts though the shifts I can understand. I can enjoy the shifts as like, a fan because you we've all had that moment where you're sitting there and you know you've got your lefty up that pulls the ball and oh. he hits a rocket over to the right side, and it's about to score you the run to tie the game or put you up one late in the game. And you're like, yes, this is going to be the one to make it through. And then because there's a brick wall on that side of the field, it doesn't, and your head just, like, man, I, I hate I the shit. I think that was a, a fun part of the game, though, just because they could do these things and make it more strategic. Or if the guy, like, again, these are professionals. These are the guys best of the best at what they do. Hit and a ball to the left side. Exactly. Hit Just the ball hit the oppo. ball the opposite field. Absolutely. Put a bunt down. It, Bush league, whatever. It may be Bush league. 
put a bunt down that side if you can't hit it. You're also a professional making millions of dollars a year. Hit the ball to the left side. Any baseball player, high school, college, anything, you can go oppo. It's not that hard. Now, I'm not going to say for major league players themselves because you're also hitting these 97, 98-mile-an-hour fastballs and these 86-mile-an-hour sliders and things like that. But practice these things for a reason. Yeah, practice makes perfect. Staying with the MLB, though, it's going to be an interesting year, interesting offseason, a lot of signings, huge, huge contracts. contracts. I want to talk about that a little bit, too. What is going on with these 12-year, 390 freaking million dollar deals to players that are already 28 years old, 29 years old? Franchise tags. Got a lot of Franchise tag doesn't. It, that, the, no, that's an NFL thing. Yeah, that's an Most NFL definitely, term. but for baseball, franchise tags. No, I mean, it, that, it's not the same no, thing. It's, it's not, the, not the same it, thing, but when you're paying these guys $300 million, they're stuck. They're not going to go anywhere. It's well, the same thing, but in baseball. In a way. It is. It, 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 right, you know what? Because it, 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 the tag is just a one-year deal if you don't like If you don't want to sign back with your team. Valid. Like, they use the tag to avoid paying these people $350 exactly. million. Dollars. Like the Ravens could tag they'll, Lamar they'll, Jackson. They will tag Lamar <laughs> they Jackson. They will tag Lamar nah. Jackson. There's no way. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, if he, if he if they were going to sign a contract, they would have done it by now. Yeah. Valid. Top five quarterback in the NFL. Debatable on that. Yeah. 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 He might be right outside the top five. <laughs> he's not even yeah. the best quarter. He's sure. not even the best quarterback in his division. That's a valid point. There's very few teams that go very far not being the best team in their division. And Lamar is definitely not better than Joe Burrow. And in a couple of years, he's not even going to be a, better than Kenny Pickett. <laughs> Come on, man. Not Kenny Pickett again. And Hot you could day. argue, you could argue Deshaun Watson, depending on how he comes back, will be better than Lamar. So Lamar could be the worst quarterback in his division. Do you think if you put Lamar on a better team, he gets better? Do you think if he has more people to throw to more options, yes. and you see him in the top five quarterbacks? If Can you name me the Ravens' top receiver this year? I, it's I the tight end, isn't it? Probably Mark Andrews. Yeah. Say. That's horrible. I know, that's horrible. That's horrible. That's pitiful. That's your best receiver? But, I mean, give the ball to J.K. Dobbins. Facts, that man can run they, the football. Yeah, that's all they had to do. Yeah, but that doesn't do make it. Lamar a better quarterback. I think you, it makes the team better. It, it makes it, Okay, better. but that has nothing to do with Lamar Jackson as an uh, overall quarterback. He has one solid target, and it's Mark Andrews. He also chooses to run the ball more than he chooses to throw it, even if he does have somebody open. He's more comfortable running the football. And he does it well. He does do it well, Until he but that's not going to make you win games. Like RG3. Uh, he hasn't had any huge injuries like that yet. Yet. He's been out for how many weeks? I think it was four. Okay, but some of these weeks are by choice. Uh, that's, uh, yeah, there's again, a lot debatable. more underlying <laughs> reasons, I feel like. Yeah, but. I don't feel like all of these weeks are truly due to the injury. I think a few of these weeks. But then if you're the Ravens, right, if you have a guy that's not really injured – that's only sitting out of a playoff game to a, because he's pissed about his contract. Is that a guy you really want to sign to a long-term deal? I think I, they should have signed him to a long-term deal before the season began. Well, yeah, and yeah. He would have been playing why, in the playoff game. You think that's why he's sitting out? Absolutely. Okay, but as another team manager or something like that? But if you look at, at No, because teams, it's become more commonplace in the NFL now. It's not uncommon to see a player – that's worth a lot of money, that can't get it out of their team in the last year of their deal, go, hey, you know what, I'm going to sit on the bench. That's not a, that's not out of the ordinary anymore. But then, okay, back to your point of him not having any targets. If he signs a massive – he wants a Deshaun Watson deal. If he signs that deal, the Ravens can't afford to bring anybody else in to help him. So he's going to be stuck in the same situation. And he's yeah, probably going to be washed out in a couple of years. But then he's making $350 million, so who cares? But Ravens fans care. Yeah, but right now he's not talking about winning. We're talking about he wants his bag. But has nothing to do with winning. If he gets $280 million, I don't think he gives a damn. But then he's not a top five quarterback. Yeah, and in if, any way, shape, or form. And if your quarterback. You end up in a Dak situation. He's just rich. Or Dak's <laughs> getting shit tons of money for no reason. Well, Dak got shit tons of money because Jerry gave Zeke shit tons of money. You don't give Zeke that deal. Dak doesn't get that deal. And, and Dallas is washed. a lot better. Dallas is a lot better if those They're two deals washed. are never made. They're both, both washed. Both, both were a complete waste of money. I think also, Dak still has some potential. I mean, you do have to look at their receiving core outside of CeeDee Lamb was pretty bad. 
It was a CD show. No, Michael Gallup has a lot of potential. They're tight end. Other than that last drive, I don't know what he was Dalton Schultz. He's pretty good when he makes the right decisions. Tony Pollard was fucking amazing towards the end of the season. Well, but they were still giving Zeke too many touches. Zeke Zeke shouldn't have been getting any touches by the end of the season That's true, but Zeke had, in their first playoff game, I think he had 13 touches. And I don't even, the only reason he got so many touches in the last game was because Pollard went down. Yeah, now you got to look at it from a standpoint of Tony Pollard has a broken leg. Are they going to stick with Zeke or are they going to? I think that you, you have to move on. I think they go for try to draft somebody this year. I mean, that's the only thing they really can do. I mean, obviously they can trade, but well, Jerry's going to open the pockets again. Maybe there's just he's going to have to. If there's he, not if many. They don't draft. He's going to have to open the. Pockets. I don't think there's many running backs on the market this coming season. There aren't. So it's either going to be. It's draft or sign Zeke again. Stick with or Tony Pollard. Sign Zeke. Sign Zeke and let him run while Pollard recovers, or you draft somebody like Bijan Robinson in the draft. After this season, I don't see how you stick with Zeke. I think Jerry will bring back Pollard because Pollard probably won't, unfortunately, won't get as big of a deal as he would have got before. He broke his leg. Yeah. Yeah. Once he did that, he lost. We'll get to get him pretty cheap. Man, that was a wicked side quest there. I don't even remember the topic that <laughs> we they were talking about of. baseball, and I said the outrageous. Wrong okay, thing I'm gonna pop. Yeah, 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 I'm gonna pop back things. over to that real quick. All right, I, not out- franchise tags. I hope Lamar goes somewhere else, though. I really, he, he might be good in a place like Miami. There's just so much stigma. Miami would be Miami with Lamar, Tyreek, Waddle, Mostert, Jacecki's pretty good too. Jacecki and a good defense with a coach like. Mike McDaniel. Mike yeah. McDaniel. One of the funniest guys I think I've ever seen coach a professional sports team. <laughs> Absolute just, clown. I think the fan base is starting to push Lamar away just a little bit just from this past season. And well, every fan base is going to do that. Yeah. They haven't gotten any better since he's been that there. That would be like, I'm not going to go there. I was I mean, about to. Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl. Lamar hasn't. True. <laughs> I was about to say that's like uh, Falcons fans trying to push out Mike Vick, but that's a. Sure, uh, there's, there's a different there's a different reason. There's some some different things. He's just a dog. What can I say? <laughs> I just think most most of the most of the media that you see on Lamar Jackson is geared more towards negativity than I feel positivity. And I feel like same thing with Zeke. Probably he just needs a change of scenery. Well, the media gives anybody who decides to sit and it doesn't necessarily look like an injury. They're going to give them some some slack. But then you're Lamar Jackson, so now you're really going to get it because you're looked at as this big guy, guy who's carried the Ravens franchise on his shoulders the last three, four years. You know, you're a rookie of the year. You're an MVP, and you ain't even made it to the Super Bowl yet. We got uh, what? I think he's one and three in the playoffs. Yeah, pretty poor. But again, hasn't had some of the same teams on the likes of – Joe Burrow's Bengals team right now, or Patrick Mahomes's Tyreek Hill led Chiefs, or the Bills with Stephon Diggs. You haven't seen Lamar Jackson with a Stephon Diggs yet, or a Jamar Chase. They thought what's his name? Hollywood Brown was going to be that, but Hollywood yeah, Brown but got pissed because Lamar wouldn't throw him the ball because <laughs> Lamar yeah. wanted to run the. ball. I don't know though. Yeah, back I would, to his ability. Oh, I watched a few of those games because I drafted Hollywood Brown two years in a row in fantasy. He decided to. Pop off this year. Screw you, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> Drafting him two straight years, and I would watch Ravens games just to see him, and I would see him drop some amazing throws from Lamar Jackson that you're just like, no wonder he doesn't throw you that damn ball. You catch every one for three. It's not a batting average, bro. You need to catch – you need to be three for three. 333 on catchable balls in the NFL is piss poor. That's how I feel about Mike Evans, though. Sounds like Deontay Johnson. Yeah, Deontay Johnson does catch, does drop a lot of balls. It's the only reason he wasn't good in fantasy this year. He had enough targets. I f- I fucking hate that man. <laughs> <laughs> also, when, when was the last time you saw a true running quarterback make the Super Bowl? Ooh, yeah. Steve McNair. I mean, yeah. Like, even if Lamar gets weapons, it's so. Are Did we McNabb using, make a Super Bowl? Can we consider Jalen Hurts nah. a running uh, quarterback actually, though? He still hasn't made the Super Bowl. I know he hasn't made the Super Bowl, yeah, but I think he lost if it. he does, can we consider him a running quarterback? I wouldn't. I would consider him more a dual threat. I wouldn't consider oh, Lamar okay, Jackson a no, no, true no, no, no. dual Jaylen threat Hurts. quarterback. Oh, Hurts. I don't know because 
Jalen Hurts has put up he's put a up lot of games yeah, with similar numbers. numbers of, like, Lamar-type numbers. Even that game he threw three TDs to A.J. Brown. AJ. He still only had, like, 180 yards passing that day, I think. Yeah, like that he's, was against Pittsburgh, I think. Yeah, he's put up some, like, 150 passing yard, 100 rushing yard games. He's put up 180 passing yards, you know, 110, 120 rushing yard games. He's put up a lot of similar games to Lamar. Yeah, so that's, that's fair, but I say if you look at the two of them right now between Hurts and Lamar, I think if you need yeah. if you need one of those quarterbacks to go down the field and put the ball in the air and win you a Super Bowl, I don't know if Lamar Jackson can do that regardless of what weapons he has. I think he could do it. I think I'm taking Hurts. I'm definitely But I think Hertz. he could do it. But what I take that back. What has Hurts done to prove that he's any better than Lamar? I think he's got a better arm than Lamar. I think he's more accurate than Lamar. But we're basing all this off so, one season so on. from Hurts. If we switch Lamar and Jalen Hurts team-wise, do you think they get to the same place they are now? With the three offensive threats that he has to throw to, absolutely. Lamar Jackson on the Eagles. Absolutely. You think so? Absolutely. I don't Probably, think he but throws, I don't I don't think he'll throw the ball enough to the three guys he needs to throw it to. They'll the probably they'll make the playoffs. They'll make the playoffs if they had Lamar. I think in they're it. in the same spot. Uh, maybe they're not as people aren't looking at them as dangerously as they are right now, but I think they're in the same spot. I don't think we've got to see Lamar's full potential yet on the Ravens. I don't either. So that's I my can't whole really point. Make any and we're basing some of these yeah, conversations like we're saying Jalen Hurts is better than Lamar based on one season. I, I mean. From this I think Lamar season? would have beat the Giants, but I do not think if Lamar was in the situation right now, I don't think they would beat San Fran this coming weekend. I don't know if Jalen Hurts will. I think, but I don't. I don't have the Eagles winning this weekend, anyways. Oh, big, big Niner gang, Niner gang, <laughs> baby. <laughs> the think, Niner train. I think once you find a defense that can spy on him and lock him, contain him in the pocket, he he has like one read, and then he will panic. We could say the same thing about Jalen Hurts, though. I don't think Jalen Hurts will, though. He does a lot with his legs. He does. I feel like Jalen Hurts is better at reading defenses than Lamar Jackson is. Yeah, but that comes also with the product. Like, that comes with an Alabama product versus a Louisville product. That is definitely valid. It's a product of coaching. Exactly. He played in the SEC, too, so toughest defenses in college football. So I think he's had more time to read defenses like that. I do not think Lamar would have gotten to where the Eagles were at if he was on the Eagles. You don't think he's playing the Niners this weekend? I do not think I he's mean, all he has You to think do Lamar the loses to the Giants? I No, okay, not loses to the Giants. You know, I'm going to take that Well, back. I think it would be a different story because if Lamar's on the Eagles, I don't think I don't, they're the one seed. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think they do what they did this season. Instead of going 14-3, and three, I think they go maybe 12-5. and five. I think you could plug several quarterbacks into that situation. Oh, most definitely. With the Eagles sure. this year. And them still be in the exact same spot, and I think Lamar fits the profile for one of those quarterbacks. Eagles have a really solid team, so they do really solid team on both sides of the ball. Exactly, defense is strong. You could definitely put Brock Purdy there, and he'd be there. (laughs) Kenny Pickett, Kenny Pickett would be that would be a Super Bowl win right there. (sighs) It's hard to find a quarterback in that system that wouldn't succeed. That wouldn't succeed. That's my point. Because you do have, so it's hard to compare when you're going to make the comparison of. But do you still think the wide receivers are having the year they have without Jalen Hurts there? Who cares? I mean, you're having a career year, and then you're having a franchise year. Who is it? AJ Brown just set the franchise record for receiving yards, or is it? It was AJ Brown, wasn't it? It would have had to have been AJ Brown. Yeah, There's no way it's Devontae Smith. It wasn't Devontae Smith. It was AJ Brown. But AJ all Brown. I'm saying is, you didn't need AJ Brown to have his best his career year in receiving yards this year. For the Eagles to be the one seed. You don't think that made them what they got to during the regular season? Made them? No. Not made them, but you don't think that helped them get there helped, significantly? Yes, but do I think it had to happen for them to be where they're at? No. So if you think he just has a normal year, they get to where they're at right now? Yes. A.J. Brown? Yes. Yeah, I don't think... Because a normal year for him is still a top 15 wide receiver, okay. year, I see wide receiver that. year with Devontae Smith on the team. Yeah, I don't That's think A.J. Brown was the reason the Eagles were that good. Yeah, no. I'm not saying A.J. Brown was the reason they're that good, but I'm thinking he was a huge part and played a key part in what they did this season I wouldn't as say, well as he did. I wouldn't say huge. There was a contribution for sure. Do I think they're the number one seed without him on that team? No. But do I think he had to have a career year for them to be where they're at? No. He could have had a regular A.J. Brown receiving year. 
still would have been top 15 in the league. Eagles would still be in the number one spot. Still not better than Julio Jones. What, we talking about this year because Julio was trash. No, 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 no. All time Julio Jones. Prime Julio. No, 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 no. Just Julio Jones. All time. Best player. Best wide receiver ever. That's a horrible take, bro. Horrible take. Don't ever let that come out of your <laughs> mouth again. Dude, I can think of wide receivers right now. No, not right now. But there's at least five wide receivers better than – no. I can think of wide three right off the top of my head. Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, T.O. Antonio Brown. <laughs> Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson. Steve Smith Sr. I'm taking him. He's got more receiving yards. Marvin Harrison. There's there's current wide receivers right, hold on, right now. I take over Julio. There's a lot of wide receivers in Pee Wee football. I would take over Julio Jones. Currently, yes. <laughs> All time. I'm saying I would take current wide receivers right now over prime Julio Jones. Okay, l- give me one. Tyreek. Ooh, valid. It's a completely different type of wide receiver. I'm still taking him over Julio. Depends on what you need. I need the best wide receiver out of the two. <laughs> That's false. Julio was like a B-grade Randy Moss, dude. He couldn't even make most of the Moss throws, like the Moss plays. He couldn't make half of them. I think we're – you guys are giving a little bit too much hate to my man. I think this is the best. situation, like different eras, different different play styles, different things like that. That's the kind of conversation we're having right now. I don't think Tyreek is better than prime Julio Jones. I think if you put Tyreek in that system a few years ago with Matt Ryan, he puts up better numbers than Julio did. Ooh. I'm going to have to agree with that. I don't know. Because Tyreek's not catching some of them 50-50 balls that Matt Ryan just sends up with a prayer. He doesn't need to because he outruns the DBs. (laughs) Good point. And Matt Ryan underthrows is my whole point. Uh, Yeah, he's not a great quarterback. (laughs) But Tyreek Hill make him look a lot better. Maybe. We'll never know. He made Tua look pretty decent at the beginning of the season. Yeah, he did. Speaking of which, we ever think we think we're going to see him back on a football field? I think he needs to focus on health because at that point, CTE is not something to mess with, especially as many hits he took this season. I think you got to take your career into play and your life into play and your future and your family because you're not just messing with your. And he's already made money. You've made a lot of money. Now you're playing with your life. Yeah, he's on a rookie deal. He's made enough money to go, I'm going to take this money and put it in this. He can do exactly what RG And I'll be all right. Yeah, he can. He's got a spot in the booth. Everybody loves that man. He's he's got a spot as a broadcaster somewhere. I think Especially after going through what he's gone through. Yeah. You definitely have to take your health over football. Even though everybody that plays sports does it for a reason, you love it, you're in the NFL, and you're playing because you love the sport, not just for the money, but you have to take your health into aspect. Yeah, and his health is down the shitter right now. When you've taken in as many hits as you did and you were on the field literally seizing, that kind of, like, you have to think yeah, about I mean, these things. That would scare the shit out of me. It, it would be done. It happened twice in one season for him. His whole hand locked up. He was just on the ground. Yeah, I'd be terrified. I'd have to, I'd have to hop out on that. And then to come back the next week? Yeah, the next was... week, dude, you're not seeing me on a field or a practice field for three weeks until I know for sure. I don't have a concussion. Like, I don't have a concussion. There's no afterlying effects. Can concussions, you can see afterlying effects up to two months after. Yeah. Like, you can still be affected by this. One little hit, brain damage. And you went out and took two hits in two weeks like that. Yeah. That one against the Bengals was brutal. I don't know, man. They could, probably, just, they could probably go out and get a better quarterback anyways. Uh, Tom Brady? <laughs> Tam- Tampa Tom, now Miami Tom? If, about, they do, about Matt Ryan? if they do get Tom Brady, they really need to upgrade their O-line, though, because Tom's not going to be happy. Well, they already, they, already, <laughs> they already tried to go after him once, and then they got in trouble for that because they were trying to recruit him and Sean Payton when Brian yeah. Flores was their head coach. Yeah, which I would have recruited anybody over Brian Flores. I can't really blame him there. I think he's a good coach. Yeah. He's I don't a Steelers uh defensive coordinator. Yeah, I think he's an assistant DC, but yeah. He's interviewing I think he interviewed with the Falcons, right? Maybe. I he might he have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He might not be a great head coach, but he's a good coordinator. Yeah, I'm just saying overall like yeah. head coach not really the best. Well, yeah. I got a question for you then, Zach. Big Niners guy, huh? You think the defensive coordinator stays with him or you think he takes a head coaching job? From the offers that he's going to be getting after the season he's had and everything else. They're I talking think, about it. 
I think you have to take a head coaching job, right? Like, isn't that every coach's MO? Yeah. Isn't that what everybody's kind of working towards is to be a head coach? Otherwise, yes, yeah, some people stay at defensive coordinator for years, but that's people who did not want to be a head coach, not because there weren't any vacancies available. I think with the kind of year he's had with that 49ers defense who has carried them thus far, you got to go take a head coaching job, man. Where That's do you go for. this year? I was going to say, where would you end up then? Oh, that was my man. Because I'm pretty – I think I th- I think Sean Payton's going to Denver. I think he's mm. going to Denver? Yeah. I think Brandon Staley's out as a Chargers head coach. Yeah, that too. I, I think he's gone. Yeah. I think that would be a good fit for him. You got a solid defense already. You think the Bucks fire their coach? Todd Bolt? No. Nah. Nah, I don't think so. He's too fresh. Yeah. Too fresh. First year first year coaches here. I mean they fired pretty much everybody else, didn't they? Yeah, they fired a bunch. I think they were trying to persuade Tom to come back by doing that because I don't think Tom was happy with the I guess nonchalantness of the the just the vibe down there from Based on stuff that I've seen on Go ESPN from winning stuff. a Super Bowl, too. But yeah. you kind of knew that, the way that team was constructed. The first year they won the Super Bowl, okay. Last year. It was kind of a, oh, we have Brady kind of situation, though. I think yeah, that's kind of what it was. Point where it, was like, it was just, oh, let uh, Brady do it. Yeah, like we've seen it. Brady do yeah. more with less, but Brady also wasn't 45 when he was doing more with less. And he also had Bill Belichick as a coach. Fair yeah. enough. I want to talk about the Hall of Fame for a minute. I want to touch on that because that came out today. Scott Rowland was the only player to make it in this year. And I. We talking baseball? Yeah. Yeah. It's laughable. It's laughable. Yeah. He's the only player to make it in this year? I didn't even think he was. I mean, I didn't watch him. I wasn't even thinking he was a top solid player. I didn't think he was that good. Solid player, but or nothing like not that great. Nothing just jumps off the page as you. We had Drew You're Jones, Andrew Jones, Todd Helton, who batted three sixteen in a career. He was the over only seventeen player? seasons. Over seventeen seasons. Billy Wagner, one of the most dominant closers of his era, and the only guy that made it in this year is Scott Rowland. Paired with the fact that Pete Rose is still held out of the Hall of Fame in baseball. A-Rod didn't make the Hall of Fame this year. Mm. Barry Bonds is still off the fucking list. That's ridiculous. Like, we're getting a little bit laughable here, baseball. It's getting a little bit of a joke. I think they need to switch gears from the people who vote instead of them being, like, Associated Press writers. They need to be, like... Former players. Former players or, like, MLB analysts or, like... I think you got Well, there are some analysts on there, like... um. I can't think of his name. I'll think of it in a minute, but he's always on MLB Network. So is the only reason they're holding Bonds out the steroids, do you think? Yeah. It's the only reason. That's to prove a point. That's why they need to change who votes because these people just have so much stigma around, around these players. Around the steroid era like, I baseball. Think that that I think whole era, though. It's Sammy Sosa, the, Mark exactly, McGuire, Barry Bonds. That was the peak of baseball. It was. It was the best baseball has ever it been. It was. I think the MLB should seriously consider going the bodybuilding route, take whatever the fuck you want, as much as you want, and let's see what the human body is capable of doing. <laughs> with a bat. Or, or trying to juice these balls back up. You're, yeah. Juice the balls juice back the up. Balls. Like, you're taking away it. from the integrity of the game in terms of the rules that have stood for 100 years, but you want to take out things that people enjoyed about the game. Who doesn't want to see another Barry Bonds? A dude that was Stadiums intentionally hacked. Bro, they would intentionally walk this man sometimes every at bat in a game. You yeah, didn't you, you wanted to be wherever Barry Bonds was playing baseball. And if Barry Bonds wasn't playing, guess guess who else you got to watch? Mark McGuire. Sammy and if Mark Sosa. McGuire wasn't playing, you could go fucking watch Sammy Sosa. There's so many d- people, not even just the top three dogs that you're thinking of. There's so many different names out there that people went to watch. In that era. Like that era of baseball. Was just ridiculous. It was the most exciting. And imagine it, what? Can you imagine, imagine the money they could pull in if they did that? Imagine they didn't crack down on it so hard. What we would have gotten to see from A Rod the last few years of his career. What? What? What do you think we could see from Judge? What do you think we could see from Acuna? What do we think Stanton we could see from on steroids? Cody would be absolutely freaking insane. Like, if this might be a hot take, but I was just thinking about it now that he's done. 
if they never cracked down on it as bad as they did, what Pujols finish with like seven oh three? Oh my God! He might have. He might have hit eight hundred. He might have. He might have passed Bonds if they never. I was gonna say he they never cracked eight fifty nine. Can you? Because that's what ten extra years of. Uh, I mean, fifteen extra years. Probably more like probably more like eight years of more steroids. But that's what another forty bombs a year. That's another over three hundred home runs. Yeah, definitely. Could have seen something crazy. That I think Pujols hits 800. Joey Votto on steroids. And still more of a, of I mean, a consistent, just, just like, get on base hitter. These guys. I think but that was a bad it, example. Can, but You can take consistent <laughs> on base hitters like that and make them home run players just from steroids. No, not necessarily. Still has to do with launch angle. I mean, most definitely. Yeah, like Votto's approach Votto. was like, let me hit a double in the gap. Yeah, Votto doesn't um, go up there looking to hit Josh a home Donaldson. run like steroids okay but you're listening you're listening some players here that aren't like the issue with that is that's why bond should be in the hall of fame bonds didn't hit more home runs than hank aaron because he took steroids bonds hit more home runs than hank aaron because he was a better hitter steroids didn't make bonds a better hitter like steroids aren't really going to impact wouldn't have impacted the course of josh donaldson's career he might have hit a few more home runs but as far as overall player, he wasn't getting any better. The only thing steroids did for Barry Bonds was made him a little bit stronger and a little bit faster. But he still had to make contact with the same baseball. In the era of the Randy Johnsons. Kurt Schilling. Kurt Schilling. Mo. A, insane. What we would have seen. A, Miggy on steroids. Let's see Miggy on steroids. So my thing is if baseball wants to change all these rules and they're doing it for the things they're doing it, like time and everything else, just to make it more watchable in a sense. Yeah. Why not bring stuff like this back? Why not make the game more interesting for the viewers? Because the old heads, bro. I get it. It's the old heads. But why are these same old heads changing rules that don't need to be fucked with in a sense? Because that's the majority of people who watch the MLB is white men. Over forty five, <laughs> I mean, shit. I guess you're right there. It is a. And then these are the guys who watched Ryan Sandberg hit singles and doubles and play good defense, and they're like, "Our Hall of Fame, Hall of Famer, give him his plaque." Yeah, a little unfortunate, I think. But then you've got these huge contracts that are ruining baseball as well. Back to that point, like we've seen it in the NBA. We haven't seen it as much in the NFL. You're going to. Yeah, it's going to say Sean it's coming. Watson's going to ruin the Browns. But you've. Even you, more than they already are. You're seeing <laughs> players. This is the one time Deshaun Watson doesn't see a happy ending. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> the Phillies are going to owe Trey Turner like 30-something million dollars in his age 41 season. That's a ridiculous Think about thing how bad that is for the game of baseball. It doesn't matter how good or bad he gets. Like that's so bad, and you're not getting to see these, like these off seasons are going to start getting more and more boring. Yeah, but now because you're signing DH, players for though. twelve years, thirteen years. But think about it with the universal DH. Now they can sign players like that. Oh, and if they get thirty-five, well, we just put them at the plate, let them hit, and well, then he could be thirty-five million dollars a year just to hit. I mean, I don't, I don't That's really an, understand what the future insane. of the what they were thinking for the future of the team itself and the future for him. I think it's just more, it's a little bit more of these teams that are contending right now want to win now. So bad right now. Now. They're right now. Like, like the instant gratification to yeah. a whole other level. Like a bunch of these teams like the Phillies, the Mets, they haven't won anything in so long. In like 10 plus years. Now. And we're going to win for the next five years. I don't care what happens in eight years when he's 37 and old. If we have two World Series in the next five, five years, years because of it, we can wait another fifteen for the team to be good again. We can we can waste that money when he's forty. Yeah, but I don't him. enjoy that because what's it's always not. been fun about baseball is the unpredictability and seeing pretty much new teams in the World Series to, yeah, every single year. Even the Yankees having twenty seven World Championships haven't gone back to back since like. A one. We haven't had a repeat yeah. champion in like twenty years. In twenty years, that's the amazing part about baseball, and I think some of these teams are going to start to ruin that, at least in the short term, right now, with these absolutely absurd contracts that they're handing out. 
on a small scale, like your team, it looks great. But from the entire, from the standpoint of the entire MLB, it looks a little worse. Yeah. But shoot, if we gave, let's see, if we win, got Trey Turner after Dansby signed, if we gave him a twelve year contract, I'd be like, oh hell yeah, we got him for the next twelve. I years. don't know that I, I still would have been a little opposed to twelve year contract for Trey Turner. I would have been like, oh, we got Trey Turner, but then the I would have looked at it and I would have been like, four years out of him. We're only going to get four to five more years out of his prime, eight solid years. The other four years that we owe him $40 million on that deal, he's going to be playing bottom half defense and maybe middle of the pack offensively. Just a, just, it's ridiculous. doesn't make any sense. He could always turn out to be a Jeter, though. He could turn out to be a Jeter. Last thing I want to talk about today just to touch on basketball a little bit, the Roy Hachimura trade. It's a little underrated. You think it's underrated? For the Lakers, yeah. I think it's a, just an abstract trade. I don't think it really makes the Lakers better or worse. I think it makes them more well-rounded. Like, aside from LeBron and Anthony Davis... They've been talking about how they don't really have any other 6'8 or 6'9 guys to compete with, and since Anthony Davis has been out, LeBron's not going to go sit down in the post and buck up Giannis. And no, but Hachimura isn't some big signing. It's not That signing isn't changing the trajectory of their season. It's not flashy, but it, it, it should get the job done for them. I think it's it, something new for them as well, something new for LeBron to play with. I think they're just starting to go for appeasements to LeBron to try to get him to stay for what will probably be the final two years of his career next year and the year after. I don't know, man. The way he's been playing, I don't see him leaving in the next two years. I don't, think, the, he, I don't think he can t- continue to go I think he'll year wait. after year not winning. I think he'll at least wait until Bronny gets the say yeah, Bronny. I, I think Bronny gets, gets there maybe a year with Bronny, but I don't think LeBron can continue to a losing season – the losing season, missing the playoffs, first round exit in the playoffs. Probably I think not, that's just more damaging to his legacy than just putting up meaningless points, rebounds, and assists for a team that's not going anywhere. Once he breaks that scoring record, though, it's just gonna it's just gonna reignite his uh, his legacy there. Maybe, and then he's gonna wait for the to play with Bronny because that's just a story. At this line play, you, at know. this point, he's just it, he's done it for a reason. He's still playing for a reason, and I'm gonna put. Pretty much every penny I got onto that as the reason. Can you imagine if they won a title together? That would be insane. It that would actually be insane. Sports are scripted if it happens. No, I don't think it's fair to say that. Sports are scripted at times. At times. If if the NFL was scripted, I think the Bills and the Chiefs would be playing this weekend. Yeah, Bills definitely would have won. Most definitely. After DeMar Hamlin. For DeMar. Else, yeah, that kickoff return felt so scripted, though. Yeah. I'm not sure, going to that one did. Sure, he ran the second one back, but you can't tell me that Roger Goodell wasn't thinking, man, you know it would be dope. First play after he <laughs> You know what people down. would love to see on live TV? That's a fair point. Plus, who were they playing? They were Patriots. playing the Patriots at home. Yeah. Uh, Do you all remember when pa- that that Game had playoff implications for the Pats. Patriots winning in in that game, and they lost. Yes, I don't. Uh, but still, uh, just, just all the media impact and the and like it's all over the news for two days. You know, it would be crazy, know. man, if they ran this first kick back after he went down and he jumped in, and Naheem Hines. Jumped it's just into hard the for me. It's just hard for me to say that happened when, of all teams, it was against the Pats. Bill Belichick coaching. And the Pats win and they're in. I think that's hard for me to say. Well, now yeah, the Pats were like, yeah, man, just just run that ball in for us, yeah. Well, now that, that now that Brady's gone, I don't think Goodell's on his knees for the Patriots as much as he was. I not. Bill Belichick has to understand if it is scripted in a way, and then it's been in his favor for the last ten years. He can give 20. up a singular play. Yeah, well, most definitely twenty. <laughs> yeah, his okay. favor for twenty. Ten's, ten's an understatement. But yeah, you forget Tom Brady's been playing. Play. Tom Brady's been playing like in the NFL longer than we've been alive. Oh, true. Yeah. He's been in the league for more than half of his life. Yeah. That's absurd. He gave up a supermodel. And his kids. And his kids. I mean, he could get a better supermodel. Uh, we're not going to get back on, into that conversation. <laughs> I'm not going to make the same mistake twice in one in <laughs> one week. Yeah, I'll do it for you. Nah, no, 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 what was no, her no. name? Nicole? No, it's okay. Oh, okay. No, it's all right. Yeah. All right, it's gotcha. all good. All right. 
I'll, I'll leave you for it this time. Yeah, thank you. I got you, brother. Jackass. <laughs> <laughs> I think that about wraps it up for us today. Anybody got anything to add? Uh, nothing. Go dog sick him. I'm ready to see Joe Burrow in another Super Bowl. Joe Shiesty. Um If he wins this next one, or if he wins this one right here. Um, he's the guy. He's him. You think he's the number one guy in the he's league? He's the guy. Yeah. If he definitely. beats Mahomes again. He's the guy. On the road. Do I have to say it again? He's the guy. He's him. I just I just really enjoy hearing well, He's it. the I guy. You, I know you do. There's a reason you're still talking about it. We, we all know. We all know. You can sign off now. Y'all can just remember that one game he played against UCF when he got rocked. That was his. How does, how does this that was his work? Origin era. Yeah, where can I turn off your mic? <laughs> Go Tigers. <laughs> Joe, anything to add? No, not really. I mean, one thing we didn't talk about: if the Eagles and Chiefs both win, then we have the, it's the Kelsey Bowl. I don't know if you guys realize it is that. the Kelsey oh, it Bowl. Is the Kelsey yeah, Bowl. Jason versus Travis. Can you it's going to be one hell of an episode on their podcast. That would yeah. be pretty. <laughs> lit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Shameless plug there. Shameless plug. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in to episode two of From the Stands. Again, we're up every Thursday, and check out our socials, From the Stands. We post shorts and all type of funny clips throughout the week. We'll see you guys again next Thursday. Peace.